2: It's the second time it's
1: gone off. They
2: never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those those boys. The second captain's world service. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade that there's a world outside of that. That's why sport's important.
0: If you haven't already signed up for our coverage of the Rugby World Cup, perhaps today is the day for you. The Ireland team has been named to play South Africa and we've got Andy Friend on the show, one of the most entertaining and insightful voices in the rugby world. Hey Murph. Hey John. how's it going? We had Andy on at the Liberty Hall during the Six Nations last year. That was where he clarified the Mac Hansen Connacht Irish rugby origin story for us and there's a fair bit of clarification required oh, judging by the false versions of the story do the riots. yes Mac Hansen did frequent the same pub as Andy Friend's son but no Andy didn't just randomly wander into the pub asking if anyone was any good at rugby and mm. maybe had a chance of getting an <laughs> Irish passport there was a bit more to it than that but that hasn't stopped the Mac Hansen mythology Murph as you've alluded to which reached new heights when a listener emailed in this clip from the international feed he was watching the Tonga game on
1: he has got an extraordinary story, this guy. He pretty much
3: left Australian rugby. He went on a drinking tour around Ireland. Got picked up by Andy Friend at Connacht in Galway. And he's become a
1: superstar of Irish rugby. Absolutely
2: outstanding finish.
0: <laughs> he, well, we can't disagree with the end. He's turning into a superstar. Yep. It was an outstanding yep. finish. Did he go on a drinking tour of Ireland <laughs> again? No. Picked up by Andy Friend. Also gives the... I think I know the way the commentator means that as in he was given a contract by any friend but it kind of has other connotations of he's mm. just absolutely bollocks somewhere in Galway. It's yeah, like Mac Hansen was coming to Galway City and like... Oh, yeah. you actually made a lift, a physical... I thought more like he was picked him up a up jun- at the Junction the 16 Supermax, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, Mac Hansen is... Listen, Matt Hanson is hopefully going to score us a couple of tries at the weekend. We're going to be talking to Andy Friend today. We had our biggest live show at the Olympia last week, this day last week, and our World Service members got to hear their first interview from it this week. Graeme Souness, who recently finished up a 15-year predatory career with
2: Sky, although not by his own choice, it turns out. It wasn't voluntarily. I, 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 was, um, I came to the end of the contract. Ideally, I would like to have done another year, um, but the powers that be thought I'd had my time there. You know, I'm 70 years old, and um, I think I've still got most of my marbles, and they just... They don't.
0: <laughs> but hang on, tell us, you, sorry, so um, it wasn't voluntary, so what, they take you in and they
2: tell you we're not taking up the final yeah. year? Yeah, the I, I, contract came to an end, um, and basically I wasn't needed anymore. I, mean, I And I still think I have something to offer. I, I, I did the English... The Scot- Scotland-England game a couple of nights ago, which was very disappointing yeah. for me. Yeah, um, I'm sure for a lot of people here as well. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, I'm still, I'm still open for business. How did
0: you react then? Did you state your case to them? Or once they're pulling in and oh, telling no, you that, no. you can you know, it's
2: like <clears throat> you get a feel for it, you know, just the way people are reacting. And, and the obvious one, you know, I always got the big games and I was getting sort of lesser important games. It didn't help that I told one of the producers uh, to a couple of incidents where I basically said to him, "Well, you know, just fucking remind me who did you play for and who did you manage." <laughs> and, and when you know, and, and this is this is live t- Well, it's not on on air always, but it's live telly, so there might have been fifty people would have heard me say that, and um, I'm not sure if. And he was making the decisions latterly who would be getting what games. So I think the writing was very much on the wall for me.
4: I, I was really surprised when you announced it because I actually thought you were, you were getting better and better. I mean, uh, one of the games, you did get to do at least one big game uh, that I remember quite clearly last year. Uh, and I think for, you know, for any young pundits uh, out there watching uh, who, who want to learn you know, how to do the job, this is This is textbook. We're about to see what I consider one of your all-time highlights from uh, March the fifth,
2: and I fully expect him to turn up today. And it's a long time, Kelly, since I've been as confident about a Liverpool win against United as I am today. I just feel it's going to turn up. Today. I think we bang on it. Look today. at those two wankers just on the right. <laughs> is it easy to play here if you're a United player? This is a difficult place for United. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, Are there any Man United fans here? It doesn't sound like it.
4: Uh, you, you, must have, you must have enjoyed that one.
2: Oh, no. It was, I mean, it was like the sun was, you know, someone was looking down on me that day. But, you know, you just get a feeling, you turn up at the game. And, and what had happened, um, when we turned up, before we go going there, I'd said, I think Liverpool will win too. In fact, I think it will win really well. And then, one of the Chuckle brothers had... <laughs> I think, and he gets his phone out, because he's obviously got social media, Absolutely. and he asked me to repeat it, and I repeated it. And then we went on there. He made me repeat it again. So then we get to the end of the game, and we're in the studio, and we go to a break, and Gary Neville said, Liverpool didn't even play very well today. <laughs> All right. So then we go back on there. So I said to Gary, I said, um, like I did before the start of the game, are you prepared to repeat what you said off camera? He wouldn't. Fucker wouldn't. <laughs> so I, I, I tell you what you said, and then i repeat it. It didn't even play well today. So, I mean, it yeah. he doesn't get much right, poor old Gary. But well, um,
4: <laughs> The reason I, I liked it so much was, it's, the reason I say it's textbook, is like it shows one good principle of being a opponent, which is you have to take a position. You know, you have to accept the risk of being wrong. And I, I mean, that's... That was an extreme case. I, I remember watching it and going, soon as there's a madman, like, soon as it's been on the, the monkey gland serum, what, what's going on? Like, how is he so confident about this? And then it works out. But, you know, that's...
2: It that's wasn't up- that hard, you know, because United are shite. <laughs> <laughs> but do you actually
4: have any, any other kind of basic principles about your work? You know, like a manager is nothing without a philosophy. Do you have a philosophy of being a pundit?
2: And punditry. I think turn up and, and be genuine. Turn up and say what you think um, and be prepared to back that up. I mean, no, no, no pundit gets everything right, but there's getting it right and there's getting it fucking right, isn't there? <laughs> Can we just stay on this subject for the next half an hour or so? <laughs> but no, I think you turn up and you, you say what you believe and if you're challenged on it, then you give your reasons for saying it. You can't just throw something out there and not be able to back it up. Mm. And, and that because of my time in the game, and I was lucky enough to play with great players and win things, um, I think I've, I'm entitled to have an opinion. But everyone, Every man and every lady in this room is entitled to have an opinion.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all. Seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a It's a t-shirt
2: It's a beautiful
4: summer's day. The breeze is stupendous. Stupendous.
0: Would this podcast be even more stupendous without ads? Without ads? Ads. If so, then join us for daily
1: commercial-free shows at secondcaptains.com for just five euro a month.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: I'm not bumping them up. I'm not Irish. I'm just saying my observations. Yeah. They are amazing. Stupendous. Champions League began on Tuesday night with what we felt were some uninspiring matches but not if you're Gabriele Marcotti who urged myself and Ken to cast off our Premier League bias Mm -hmm. and look harder
5: for the stories. Stories like Red Star Belgrade. How many? You watch a lot of European football. How many of those Red Star Belgrade players were you familiar with? I would guess probably Dragovic. You probably remember him from Serbia or Austria in in the past. He must have played Ireland at some point. He's like a million years old as centre-back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. He he
3: has he has been here, all right. Yeah, he's been here. Yeah,
5: so I was familiar with him. I was familiar with Peter Olayinka, uh, who came off the bench, and I'd heard of the goalkeeper. And then these guys go out, and they play to a standstill, right? And yes, it's twenty-two shots on goal to nothing, and and you've got Bukari on on the break holding off Ruben Diaz and stuff. That's pretty. Right? Don't you, I don't get it? You, don't you like those sieges when they happen in the FA Cup and you've got you know the the the, the team? Yeah, and... but you know, I mean, I, I
3: again, we're talking about like Red Star Belgrade managing to get their nose in front before getting it smashed by by City in in what felt before like an inevitability. And in fact, when you look at it afterwards, yeah, I mean, they there was going to win that. Red Star great won this competition in 1991. Like we were talking about Celtic Feyenoord, you know, being like a good game that the both sets of fans are into it. We we know they're not going anywhere. That was the final of this competition in in 1970. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I kind of feel as though we're we're, we're celebrating micro uh, <laughs> micro moments here compared to this. This actually used to be competition that that encompassed all of Europe. I mean, I, I feel like we're we're going back to the start of this. <laughs> we're going back to reason.
5: Re- you started. know what? Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. But but you know what? Like I'm 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 older than you, but I don't remember that. Certainly not as a professional. A, a little bit as a kid, right? Red star, I, I, I remember red star winning it no, no, no i yes i i i I remember i I remember that darko pan Darko Pancho of
3: a grocery but,
5: but what I'm saying is we were kids, right, yeah. like even then, I wonder the people who covered it if they saw it, the people who are, who are old enough to have covered it if they saw it with the same romance that we see it now, or it just seemed special to us because we were kids. Oh, I'd say know, it was,
3: I, I actually think it was amen. much more kind of, because Red Star World Great had the whole sort of mystique of like, you know, oh, the Iron Curtain. Well, are they really Iron Curtain or are they kind of, they're sort of sitting atop the Iron Curtain. <laughs> Can you sit on a curtain? If it's made of iron, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, there was there was all that. They had that kind of, you know, like Stoy Bucharest or whatever. Um, you know, what is, what is their training? There was a lot more of that kind of, um, uh, you use the word romance, but like mystique, I would say about, about these teams. And now it's kind of, it's a bit more, yeah, well, we know they've, they've got a budget of like, um, 5% of, of what city are spending realistically, all their players now want to join city, you know what I mean? And they would, if they were good enough. And it's kind of like, it's, this is just going to be, yeah, we know what the outcome is going to be here. I f- I, f- I feel like something has been lost there
5: no I, I I completely agree and um I I don't know how you I mean the the, the problem is it's the same one that we're always right the, the the reason the reason it's like this is because um player costs are high because players make a lot of money right if we could go back if we could if we could have some kind of 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 salary cap or luxury tax or something to slow down wages then then you might be able to have something like that you know um I, I i know ac milan you know lost out on on players who went to to mid-table premier league clubs this summer you know um and this is ac milan from from one of the three biggest leagues in in, in the world right three or four if, you, if you're a bundesliga fan so it's crazy but that's the reality and the problem is if we try to impose a cap on wages a forget European Union law and all this stuff. If we try to limit what the players get, They're just all so that Saudi we can Arabia. amuse
3: ourselves. What? They'll all go to Saudi Arabia like tomorrow. You
5: no, know, no, forget Saudi Arabia for a second, but just as an ethical perspective, right? I mean, is that fair? Like, are, are there other prof- prof- professions where there is um, there is a ceiling on how much people can earn? The people who actually make the product who are the actual players, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, right? Because these these are workers, right? Highly paid workers at the top end, of course. But, you know, would we accept that in another profession? where would, would would we accept saying, oh, look, you know, the bus fares are too high, the bus companies losing money. Okay, all you bus drivers and bus conductors, you guys have to take a 20% pay cut. But, oh, yeah, we've guys- had,
3: like, you know, cops and bankers bonuses in this type of thing.
5: Right, yeah, no, no. But, like I'm saying, it's, it, it's easy to pick on those guys because they already make a ton of money, right? But that's a tiny, tiny cohort, right? the the bankers with bonuses were so big, which are so big that 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 can affect that. Right. I doing it in the name of competition. I don't know. It's it's I I think I think it's a really tough one. Maybe the solution is if we can figure out some kind of and then this is real pie in the sky. And if there's any economists out there in your audience, I'd love somebody come up with a plan on this. Is there a way where maybe we have a low basic salary and we have some sort of massive profit share? um among the workers or among the players uh might that be a way to somehow balance out the playing field a little bit um so that if you win yeah you get paid um if you don't win you still make more than you know the three of us put together many times more but at least that way Celtic and Feyenoord and Antwerp and Red Star Belgrade have have a shot at competing I I don't know. I think there is room for some of those creative ideas.
0: (coughs) I'm not sure Gab realised he was talking to an actual economist. A lot of people fall into the trap don't they? They they underestimate your economics game. Just because I have none they feel (laughs) I shouldn't have some but I should because I studied at a very reputable college and got a fine degree out of there. You did. Yeah. To this day I've not been able to (laughs) engage my brain in that way again. I just crammed too much Bullshit in there For yeah. three years Was it three years Or four on It was three Three it was, it was three Yeah Well I mean yeah. But listen you know. Economics degree it's, When you say it like that When you say it like It's only 36 months You yeah. enter half of them You weren't even in college well, what So is it's, like, it's just a very brief Period in your really? life Should I know anything About economics I'm not You're not, not sure. going to be defined By your economics degree on. I You've been fighting that Your entire life You've got life. micro You've got macro Yeah And of course you've got quants That's well, all Obviously that you know. you've got quants Right, stuff so from Gabby Mercati yesterday, more from Ken today on Bayern Munich beating Manchester United and Arsenal thumping PSV 4-0. All that can be yours for only a or a month plus fat on secondcaptains.com. You only need to commit to one month. We should also mention we're heading off to the Sugar Club in the next couple of hours to record Murph's book launch. That will also like conversation with Jamie and Murph. And Ushane and Kane, most intriguingly of all, oh, indeed, on your he has some tuts, debut work. Apparently, apparently, apparently. so, <laughs> it's going to be available for everyone to listen to tomorrow. If you do sign up, you won't be hearing any ads in the podcast. the Second Captain's Pod is part of the Acast Creator yeah. Network on Network. You got it. <laughs> the, phone is, uh, it's the second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go
2: home. They never go home. Those 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 boys the second captain's world service it is not war and death and famine it's not that at all it's the opposite of that it's to persuade that there's a world outside of that that's why sports important
1: step onto the legendary clay courts of roland garros where the world's best players battle it out at the french open for a chance to win a grand slam title